everyone, and welcome back to Things and Stuff with your boy Brian Hood. Before we get into the B-Hood show, just wanted to go over a few things with you guys. First of all, in terms of uh, life itself, I know it's deep, it's heavy, it's a heavy topic, but we're going to talk about it. I'm actually alive, and I live a life. Pretty cool. And um, number one, I'll say... There's something weird going on out front of the comedy club during and after the open mics. So there is one big comedy club in Spokane, Washington, which is the Spokane Comedy Club. Fairly straightforward. And they have an open mic once a week on Wednesday. If you want to come to it, you can. It's a free show. You can sit wherever you want. There's not even a two-item minimum, so you can come out and you can see everyone for free. Now, I should preface it with this. You will see good people. Hopefully, I'll be included in that. And you will see bad people. And you will see crazy people. You can, you know, assess it however you want to. But... That's where, you know, a lot of us get together and do a lot of different things. And there's been this weird thing that's happening lately where Blake Allen and Derek Schoonover have been sitting out front of the club. They have a whole recording set up. I think last time they had like five mics and a camera set up on a tripod. And I was like, what is this? And they told me it's Rocket Talk. That's what they told me it was. And I didn't even think they were recording. Like, I kept checking to see if they were actually recording. Because, like, I, I don't know. I can't, I'm not, I can't tell if the levels were going, if the camera was turned on, if they just were trolling people and making them feel like they were in an episode or not. But they, they told me they were recording. And they told me it was Rocket Talk. And if, if you know the show, you know that Rocket Talk was kind of a thing that just, like, was kind of semi-created during the Skin Flute episode with Rob Wentz that I... Uh, let Blake Allen co-host with me that ended up turning into a memorable episode. Was, I'll just, we'll just say that. <laughs> we were in a loud restaurant. Things didn't really go as they normally do. Whatever. And that's that was the end of it. That's the last thing I heard about it. But I'll tell you guys, I googled Rocket Talk a bunch of times. A bunch of times. Like a dozen times. I can't find it anywhere. As far as I can tell, that show does not exist. So I don't know what they're doing. I know it's weird. And I don't know. Slightly offensive. Whatever. So whatever. I'm confused by that. And I'll leave it at that. But that's that's a thing that's happening that I can't find any more details on. So whatever. We'll leave it at that. Um, Outside of that, in terms of comedy and things like that, I've been working a lot on merch. I ordered my first set of merch to sell at shows, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, it ties into a joke that I tell pretty regularly about how kids are a bad investment. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I hope it'll sell well and everything. I wanted to have that ready because I was told by the club that, they're, that they would like to have me start featuring pretty soon. Featuring is like the middle time frame where you get like... 20 to 35 minutes on stage, which is exciting because I've been doing a lot of hosting and I enjoy hosting, but hosting is that. It's hosting. You're not the star of the show. You're keeping the, everything going. And again, I appreciate doing it. I like to just be part of comedy, but it's fun to potentially get that step up into where you're more part of the show. You're not the headliner, which I couldn't honestly do right now. I mean, I, I probably could talk that long, but I'm not going to promise that everyone would be entertained for the whole time. So, yeah. Uh, so I've been working on that. Now, as part of working on that, working on the podcast, I came up with a logo for uh, the Be Hood podcast. Actually, a couple of them. But I have uh, one main one that's more basic than the other one uh, that I've been leaning towards. And people have been telling me that they want to support that brand. They want to have it on a shirt. They want to represent it or whatever. But it's it's not enough people to where I could justify having it actually be 
available on the merch store. So I just wanted to preface, preface that. If you're interested in seeing merch from the Behood podcast, you want to see more of that, you have ideas for merch, you just want to give your opinion, whatever. Um, email behoodpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know that you want to see it, you want it to be available, you want to sport it, and I'll see what I can do uh, to get that done. But I've been looking into that because... Yeah, I, I want to have that available for anybody that wants to support the show and wants to rep the brand. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm excited about the merch being available at shows and maybe at some point in the future uh, being available on the website. Or maybe maybe not necessarily on the website. Maybe the website will link over to a different uh merch store that I will be affiliated with that will allow them to be available in some capacity. Whatever. I haven't researched it a whole lot, but hey, we'll see. Now, in terms of merch, uh, I'll say one thing that's weird about me is, I wouldn't say weird, but some might construe it as weird, is that I feel the need uh, almost like an obligation to support other people in their endeavors. So, like, a lot of people will come to me and they will ask me, you know, my opinion on things and stuff like that. And, and a lot of the times, even if they don't ask me my opinion on things, I'll try to, like, encourage and support people outside of that. So I, I'll talk to people about, like, hey, when are you going to start featuring? Have you thought about getting, you know, merch going or whatever you want? You want to be able to, you know, support yourself in every way possible, you know, or I'll, whatever. And I don't know why I feel compelled to do that or whatever, but it's probably for the same reason that I feel compelled to stay till the very end of every show that I go to. Every open mic, every show, I try to stay till the very end so that I can, like, there's a couple of different things. Like, they may want to talk to me and ask what I thought about the show or whatever. Cool. They might not want to, but I feel like even them just seeing my face, seeing that I stayed there the whole time or whatever, I don't know if that means anything to anyone, but... I do it anyways, just in case it does, because it's an easy thing to do. It's pretty simple, and I will have a lot of people that will come up and talk to me afterwards and stuff like that, and I know it probably sounds like it's a self-indulgent kind of thing, like, oh, you want them to to ask you for your opinion, blah, 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 and it's just like, nah, I don't. I mean, I don't inquire about it. I don't try and force my, my thoughts on anybody or whatever. I just feel... I just feel like we all should support each other. Like, if you think someone's doing well, if you believe in what they're doing, if you think you can help get them to the next level, then you should. Because, uh, like, for instance, uh, Blake Allen. Blake Allen is a good friend of mine in comedy. Uh, and I feel like he doesn't really, like, put himself out there too much. So I'm trying to do what I can to support him in his com in his comedy career because I feel like he deserves it. He has like an actual good product. He does put work into it. He just might not have necessarily built the necessary confidence to put himself out there as much as he should. But at some point, though, I want... I mean, this is what I envision. I want to have him on shows with me, you know? I want to, like, you know, be on showcases with him or whatever. I want to see him put himself out there and receive recognition because he does put work into his craft and he helps me with things a lot as well. So, yeah. Not to get sappy or whatever, but, like, I want to see my friends succeed in their creative endeavors. So, yeah, just thought I'd let you guys know about that, whatever that means to you. Uh, but in terms of, uh, or while we're on the topic of uh, succeeding in creative endeavors, I did want to start doing something a little bit different, uh, which is where... Um, I ask you guys to support the show. And don't worry, I'm not doing, like, a Patreon or anything. If I do do that, then uh, I'll have to start, like, cosplaying, offering, like, lewds and nudes and, like, different tier levels and, you know, like, Skype dates and stuff like that. I'm uncomfortable with that, so I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll do the Patreon thing. I don't I don't really need that from you guys. And plus, I'd have to actually create, like, additional content that would be worth subscribing for. And that sounds like a lot of pressure. So, I think I'll probably pass on that. Um, no, what I'm asking for is much simpler than that. If you enjoy the show, 
which I hope you do if you're listening, uh, then subscribe to the show. Leave a review. Let me know. Let people know what it is you like about the show. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, tell a friend about it. Just say, hey, this is a, this podcast I've been listening to. You should check it out. Either they'll like it or they won't like it. And that's fine. Except for the not liking it part. That part's not fine, actually. You better like it. All right? If you're listening, you better like it. No, you can not like it if you don't, if you don't want to. That's fine. But And then also on top of that, like I said before, uh, behoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any feedback, if you want to... Tell me I'm doing something good. Tell me I'm doing something bad. You hate something. Don't tell me you hate things. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can tell me whatever you want. For real. But yeah, any feedback you want to give me, it's there for that. So that we can, I don't know, do what needs to be done. And then uh, on that same token, you can contact me on any one of my uh, social media platforms. If you want to message me on Facebook, Duh, Real, Be Hood. Uh, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I don't really get Twitter, but I have it. Uh, and yeah, you guys can contact me on any one of those and just let me know if you think I'm doing a good job, if you think I'm doing a bad job. If you don't care either way, but you just want me to look at your words that you sent to me, that's fine. You know, whoever you want to do it. Uh, but yeah, that's that. And if you want to see more kind of things that I'm doing and everything, I'm going to try to keep the, the website as updated as possible. So that's behoodpodcast.com. And in terms of shows that I have coming up at the moment, the only thing that's on the books is I will be part of the Valley Fest Clean Comedy Competition on September 21st in Spokane Valley, Washington. I think the show starts at 4 p.m., so probably show up early so you can get good seats and everything and listen to some cool, clean comedy. And hopefully I win. I might not, but think i will for sure guaranteed i put it on my life no i don't actually i don't want to die but anyways yeah so we're gonna go ahead and get into the episode this episode it's a little bit different uh for whatever reason i just wanted to record it inside my car so you'll hear car sounds uh yeah and uh yeah there's a couple different stories that i had been wanting to tell but they aren't really like kind of a long form story enough to be able to fill up an entire podcast so i strung two of them together that kind of correlate with each other in some capacity so that's what you can expect from this it's two different stories that i've been wanting to tell for a while that i haven't really found a way in order to to get them out and um yeah just funny things that happened in mine own life that hopefully you enjoy. But either way, uh, I did want to give a special thanks to uh, my friend Luke alias Brinsley for the use of his song I'm Sorry for uh, the music in the podcast. Uh, I also wanted to give a thanks to Blake Allen for helping out with uh, the producing of the show. He's a producer, so he does producing. And I appreciate that. And then... Uh, I also just wanted to say thanks to everyone that listens to the show, um, everyone that was a guest on the show, everyone that will be a guest on the show, you know, anyone that puts forth anything, then it's appreciated. All right, hopefully you enjoy the episode. <laughs> Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the B-Hood Podcast. I am your host, Jaboy Brian Hood. Uh, if the podcast sounds a little bit different than normal, I am not currently recording in the B-Hood studio in Spillan. I'm actually recording inside of my car, doing something a little bit different. There's going to be a few things that are different about this podcast, and that's just one of them. Uh, <clears throat> right away I'll say that it is a solo episode, so it's just going to be me, myself, and also I, and we're going to all try to give each other like a like a chance to talk, you know, and not interrupt each other. should be pretty easy, actually. I don't think it's going to be very difficult. Um, but before we get into it, uh, the Bee Hood Podcast is a couple of things. It's your way of keeping up with me, my life, in and outside of, you know, comedy and everything. And then also, it is a storytelling podcast. I personally 
performed extensive scientific research and I came to the conclusion that every person in the world in fact had a childhood and each one of those childhoods contained their own unique experiences. So uh, kind of on a, on a general episode when I have a guest, it's a listening exercise for me or I'll try you know, to listen, not interrupt and everything, but on a solo episode like this one, it's pure self-indulgence. It's going to be a story from me whether you like it or not. All right, hopefully you do like it. If you don't, then, like I said, still listen to it, and that's fine. Just, you know, change your mind. Can you change your mind for me about not liking it? If you did, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. But, anyways, uh, the rules of the podcast are pretty simple. It's just be open, be honest, and above all else, just be you. And again, like I've said before, it's pretty easy for me to do. You know, I'm pretty awesome, so I'm pretty good at being myself. Yeah, pretty sweet. So, we're going to do something a little bit different this time. Uh, Last time I had a guest episode, I came to the realization that, like, all these questions that I ask them, I've never really considered how I would answer them. And I know what you're thinking, like, hey, you know what's, like, a better solution than what you're probably going to do right now? Have a guest host, like Blake Allen or something like that, you know, take over on the show and have yourself as an actual guest. Then that way we get to feel like what you would, you know, be like if you were like a guest on the show. And you know what? That would be a good idea, but Blake Allen is a terrible host, so I'm going to say no to that. And now, I've only given him one shot, you know, he could be better the second time around. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on it, so... For the time being, we will go ahead and do it this way. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, interview myself, and it's going to be weird, and you can either enjoy it or not enjoy it. It's up to you. I'd suggest enjoying it. It's probably better in the long run. Uh, so number one, what do you do? Well, I actually do a lot of different things. I mean, obviously, comedy, I've already talked about it. I also work from home for a health and wellness company. Uh, We sell a lot of things. The main product that we sell is um, weight loss uh, supplements, but there's a number of other things like uh, CBD patches, creams, oils, kind of stuff like that. And yeah, I just will promote these products, and me, me and my wife actually both do. And, you know, we make our cut of them, and we make enough money to be able to work from home and kind of do our own thing and everything, which is really cool, because then I can do comedy, you know, as long as, you know, I'm putting the necessary focus into our kind of normal job. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the more I do comedy, the more I get paid for it and everything. I'll put more into that. And then I also have the podcast and everything, which makes me so much money, it's hard to even express with words. Like, I I recently stuffed both a pillow and a mattress with uh, dollar bills, and I still had a bunch left over, but I, you know, I'm sleeping pretty comfortably, I'll just say that. So, yeah, what's the next question? What are your hobbies? Well, if you were to ask my wife, she'd say that comedy is a hobby of mine, Uh, but since I technically get paid for it, on occasion, I would say it's not. Uh, so my hobbies, you know, include like, uh, I like to play games, both like on my phone and on the computer, things like that. Uh, I like to listen to podcasts and audiobooks and just kind of delve into different creative things. Uh, generally I'm not like super serious as you may have noticed from the podcast itself. So I don't go very crazy with two kind of serious of things. I like to keep it lighthearted and things like that. That's why the kind of books that I listen to would probably be more classified as like young adult books and things like that because I'm very into like the concept of like uh, fantasy and things that really like aren't based on reality. You know, powers and things like that. That's kind of what I'm into. It's what I've always been into. I've always enjoyed like uh, cartoons powers and things like that. I also, I enjoy some anime, not a lot of it, um, because a lot of it's kind of weird and doesn't really fit in with kind of like the silliness that I enjoy and stuff like that. But, you know, there are some that do and have the cool kind of power aspect to them, like Naruto and things like that. So, yeah, I delve into a lot of different things, but it's mostly to keep my brain from, you know, having any idle time so that I can think about weird things and freak myself out. Yeah. What are your dreams? 
don't know. It's a good question. Um, in general, I'd say like a, a few different things that I aspire to. Um, number one, I would say with my family and my kids and everything, I just want them to grow up to be better people, you know, than I am. Uh, my wife's already grown up, but you know, if she can still be better than me, that's fine. She's still got more growing to do. I think she already is better than me, so that's good. She's already like got a leg up on me there. But yeah, I want my kids to grow up to be better fathers and just kind of people in general than I was, which is what my dad told me, you know, uh, kind of, you always want to improve upon the lineage that you're creating. So yeah, that's what I'm going for is to continue to make kids that are better for society and everything, which is difficult these days because, you know, society's doing everything it can to raise our kids into self-entitled douchebags and stuff like that. So I try to fight against that, but you know, I am from the generation that I am from, so it's hard to not fall into those things because, you know, things are very different than when I was a kid, but you still try to, you know, give them the right kind of experiences. The problem now is that kids are, are, are coddled quite a bit more than they used to be, both by society and by parents, because I don't know, we just given in too much, I think, to fear, but also, you know, we have too much technology that helps keep tabs on kids and things like that, and so, I mean, it probably keeps them out of trouble a lot more, but it also gives them less life experiences, so then they end up being, like, antisocial weirdos, which I'm trying to avoid. My kids aren't as bad as some other kids that I've seen, little freaks, so yeah, I think they're doing good. It's fine. And that brings us to the last question. What should we know about you? What should you know about me? I don't know. I mean, I guess you should just know that there's a lot going on in my head, probably that I don't say out loud most of the time, which is probably for the better. And I would imagine that most people are the same way. But as I've stated before, I always assumed that everyone was very similar in their minds and that everyone's creative and things like that. And I've come to the conclusion that unfortunately that's not the case. There are a lot of people that are just literally like bags of goo sloshing around. They just don't have a lot going on. So, I don't know. I feel like I have a lot going on in there. And if I were to to tap into it, hopefully there'd be some cool things that I could outlet, you know. Which I've already kind of done with comedy, but I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. But, I mean, I don't want to toot my horn too much. I just feel like if there's something that you feel like you could put out in the world that would be cool, entertaining, inspiring, whatever, you probably should because it's easy enough to do, you know, write something, say something, you know, play music, whatever it is. And either a lot of people will like it or a few people will like it and that's fine. So yeah, I bet you all feel super inspired right now and that's, you're welcome. You're welcome for that. So we've gotten past the interview portion of the show. If that was if that was weird for you guys, it was weird for me too. Uh, but I don't feel bad about it, so don't try and make me feel bad about it. I'm not sure that Blake Allen could have done a better job than that, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure anyone could have. Actually, there's probably a lot of people that could have. But um, we're going to move on to the story portion of the podcast. We're going to delve actually into a couple of different stories that tie in in a way that I'm not going to spoil ahead of time. But yeah. So uh, where we're going to go back to is I have a friend from childhood named Victor. He is a nice young gentleman who I spent a lot of time with as a kid. Our parents actually knew each other from working on airplanes, I believe. My my dad was in the Air Force, and his dad was not in the Air Force, but he worked at, I think it was Learjet, something like that, where they both worked at at some point, but I'm pretty sure that it's because of planes that they knew each other, and they basically knew each other before me and Victor were, like, even born, or maybe right around the time that we were born, uh, and we, you know, didn't grow up as kids together. We kind of were more, like, reconnected as, like, you know, pre-teen, teen area, and, uh, yeah, we globbed onto each other pretty quickly. Just very kind of silly people that like to just go around and do stuff, you know? Um, so he became one of my, my best friends, and I still consider him one of my best friends, even though he, you know, doesn't live close to me, has his own life going on and everything. Because I feel like any time that we talk on the phone, we can talk for hours easily just about, you know, 
nothing and everything. And uh, in this particular instance, he invited me to go and stay the night at a friend's house of his, which I think I had found out basically after going over there or on the way to going over there that we weren't even technically allowed to stay the night at this kid's house. We were... We were going over to this kid's house uh, with the intention to drink, from my understanding, and his dad basically wasn't home and wasn't going to be home until really late. So we had some time to hang out and everything, and then I guess he was just going to like lock us up in his room when the time came for us to go to bed or whatever. So I remember I got to this guy's house, and he had a pretty nice house. I guess his dad was in the military, and that's why you know he worked a lot and everything. And the first thing I remember about the house is they had this giant Great Dane. And the Great Dane was like, you know, giant like Great Danes are. But it would sit down on their couch like a person. It would like back up and sit its butt down on the couch, you know. And then it just looked like it was just chilling like a person next to you on the couch. Which I thought was pretty entertaining. But I remember that pretty quickly we started going over like, hey, so how are we going to get alcohol? Because we all want to drink and we're all underage. So how's that going to work out? And we came up with the genius plan of going to the store and playing Hey Mister. And if you don't know what Hey Mister is, um, you basically go to a store as an underage kid and you just wait for someone with low enough moral fiber to agree to buy alcohol for children, which can take quite a while depending upon the area that you're at. And I'll be honest with you guys, usually ends up being a homeless person because, you know, they probably want alcohol themselves and they're willing to, you know, get us alcohol for the fee of paying for their alcohol, which, you know, if you're indulging a addiction, you know, makes sense that you would do it kind of by any means necessary. Uh, So yeah, that was our genius plan. So we kind of got all up together and we were heading out and I'm pretty sure at this time it was already like past curfew or pretty close to past curfew. I think the age that we were at the curfew was 10 in Arizona, maybe midnight if we were, if we were over 16 at the time, which is possible. 16 to 18, I think it was midnight. Either way, it was pretty late. I think already past that time. But luckily in Arizona, they sold liquor 24 hours a day. There was no cutoff for it or whatever. Uh, in in Idaho, which is where I live now. Uh, you can only get liquor from liquor stores. They're not able to sell liquor at actual general grocery stores because of the way that the laws work. So you have to go to liquor stores in order to get alcohol. And, yeah, so we knew that we could get it from wherever we were going. And I don't remember. It was like a gas station or like a Walgreens or something. I think it was a Walgreens, which was, you know, solid plan if you ask me. So we're going to take a little break from the podcast and do something, another weird thing here. I'm going to go pay for some gas right now uh, for my car. I'm going to take you guys along for the ride. So yeah, so make for good podcasting. If you really like this part of the podcast, then just let me know. Uh, podcast at gmail.com Here's me rustling through my wallet for dollars. If you guys can hear it, it feels raw and real because it is raw and real, you guys. This is this is actually what's happening. IRL. It's like an IRL stream, but it's like on a podcast. It's crazy. Okay. Can I get 15 on 6, please? 15 on 6, yeah. You want a receipt? No, thank you. All right, and have a good meeting. You too. Thank you. Did that feel raw and real to you guys? It felt raw and real to me. Raw and real. Hashtag raw and real. So now we're going to get fuel. Oh my goodness. Can you hear all the beeps and stuff? I bet you can. This is super entertaining, you guys. If I just keep telling you that, I think you'll agree with me. You guys are very impressionable. You may be saying to yourself, wow, a whole $15 you're putting into your car? Like, do you have that kind of money just laying around? 
and uh, I have to say, no, no, I don't. It's, it, it pains me to have to put that much into my vehicle, you guys. Like, probably won't be able to eat tonight, but you know, I'll be able to go to the store, which I, I guess that means I will be able to eat because that's where I'm going. I'm going to the store, raw and real, you guys. Feeling it, so yeah. Fueling up, and then we'll get back to the story once I'm back inside my vehicle and not really on the road. I'm going from one side of the parking lot to the other side of the parking lot so that I can creepily sit inside my car and record a podcast. Make eye contact with strangers while I talk to myself. That was my plan anyways. We'll see how it works out. Oh man, we're down to the last couple pennies. We did it. I just spit on my car spitting while I'm talking. It's pretty sweet. All right. Okay. Time to disembark to the other side of the parking lot. Disembark? I think that's right. I could be right. We'll see. All right. So I'm going to put you back in the spot that you guys were before. Do the acoustics feel very similar to what they were a few minutes ago. I'm betting they do. Yeah. We're back at it. Alright, so where was I? Oh yeah. So, basically, that was our plan. And we took off in the middle of the night to journey over to what I believe was Walgreens to procure alcohol for us to drink. So, we went on this long journey of sheer paranoia and just fear, you know? Because when you're doing something wrong, you think that every single person that you encounter knows you're doing something wrong. And it's like, I don't know, a special detective for the local Tucson police department. And they're going to get you arrested and then all of your orifices will be brutally checked for contraband or something like that. Like, that's the kind of craziness that your brain goes into when you're doing something wrong, or at least if you have the kind of brain that I do, which I'm assuming all of you do. But yeah, so we went off on this long journey and we literally were like looking over our shoulders and like hearts beating in the middle of the night and like, you know, we finally made our way there, right? And we spent what I like remember being quite a long time trying to find someone that was willing to buy us alcohol and I'm pretty sure we found someone that was homeless that was willing to do it do it for us so you know with in exchange for buying alcohol for themselves which I think was initially our plan anyways and so we get this alcohol which I think we got a bottle of vodka that sounds right for my brain I'm not exactly positive but I'm pretty sure and then we, we head off on this journey back. And that's when our paranoia hit like a crescendo. It was like, it reached its pinnacle of paranoia. And we literally were like running from tree to tree, hiding underneath it. And like, dun 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 Paranoid! Paranoid! Dun 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 And at one point, there was a helicopter flying around over town. Probably looking for an actual criminal that had done something. But we were convinced that this helicopter somehow knew that these teenage boys had acquired alcohol illegally by playing Hey Mister at the local Walgreens. And we literally, at one point, were laying in leaves underneath a tree, sitting perfectly still, like, thinking to ourselves, or at least this is what I was thinking, like, hopefully they don't use, like, those heat detectors, like, heat sensor things, because then they'll find us it's embarrassing to think about like why would they care that much about finding us it's honestly dumb but hey you know we were doing something wrong so you know guilt was kicking in and giving us that right kind of motivation but long story short after all the crazy kind of ducking weaving rolling you know jumping over fences hiding next to trash cans whatever we were doing we finally got all the way back to the house and we drank and everything, and I don't remember how the night went. It's, I, I believe it was it was pretty, you know, boring for the most part. You know, just a, just a few kids drinking because they felt like that's what they should do, and probably playing some video games, what have you. 
And I just remember the next morning waking up, right, inside his room. And we weren't supposed to be there, right? And right away, I hear the shower going. And I'm like, oh, crap. His dad's home. He said he had to leave early in the morning and told us just to stay inside his room until his dad left or whatever. But there's his dad in the shower or whatever, which wouldn't have been a big deal. But I had to pee really badly because I drink alcohol, you know, and I a diuretic or whatever, you know, makes you have to pee. That might not be correct. Don't correct me if it's not. But yeah, I really had to pee a lot. and So I was like, okay, I'll just wait for him to get out of the bathroom, even though I already have to pee pretty bad. And I'm just sitting there, standing there, holding in my pee, listening to the shower go for what feels like eternity, man. I'm just literally like, okay, the shower's still not off. I'm going to have to, literally, when the shower turns off, I'm still going to have to wait for him to, like, get dressed in his fatigues or whatever and take off to his work. And I was just sitting there, just, like, in my head, freaking out. Because I have to pee, and someone's in the shower, and I don't want to get in trouble. And... Yeah, I peed my pants. I couldn't hold it forever, so I'm just standing in this kid's room, and I just pee my pants because I can't hold it anymore because it's just, it, it hurts too bad, right? So I pee my pants a little bit enough to relieve enough of the pressure to where, you know, I can stand it, and then I'm just standing there with pee in my pants, just feeling like an idiot, you know? But I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to get myself in trouble. I'd rather have pee than, you know, end up getting my dad called or whatever because I'm somewhere that I'm not supposed to be or whatever. And um, and then I hear the shower turn off, right? And then, like, the, I hear, it, like, the doorknob turning for the bedroom that I'm in or whatever. And I'm like, oh, crap, his dad's coming to check on us or whatever. And then the door swings open and it's Victor with his hair all wet and everything in a towel. And I was like, what? It was you the whole time? And he was like, yeah? Who'd you think it was? And I was like, I thought it was his dad, dude. And then he looks at me and he's like, dude, did you pee your pants? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I just told you. I thought that you were his dad and I didn't want to get caught. So, and I had to pee really bad. So I was waiting for you to get out of the shower, but you were in there for freaking ever. And he's like, oh yeah, sorry about that. I was, I was throwing up in there. It was like, it made me feel better. Like I just like laid down and puked down the drain and it all went down the drain. It was actually pretty nice, you know? And so I was in there for a while cause I was throwing up and stuff. I wanted to make sure I was done throwing up. And I was like, well, that's awesome. I stayed in here terrified until I peed my pants. And then he was like, why didn't you just pee out the window like I did? And then I looked over at the window of this kid's bedroom. And it is on the front of his house. And it's not like he has tall hedges or trees or anything blocking it. You can see the sidewalk and everything. And I was like, you peed out of his front window? And he's like, yeah, when I first woke up, his dad actually was up. His dad was in the shower. So I just whipped open that window and just pissed out it. And I was like, at his, like, the window that's the front of their house? And I was like, he was like, yeah, I was just, like, waving at old ladies, walking their dogs and stuff, just holding my dick. And I was like, all right, I guess I should have done that. I mean, I, I, I imagine maybe they'd be like, hey, I'm seeing this kid's wiener out this window. Maybe I should knock on this door and tell them to not have their kids pee out the window. But odds are, people aren't that confrontational. They just would be like, oh, my gosh. Come on, Schnookums, Schnookums, whatever their dog would name would be. Something like that. That's what I imagine. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I felt like such an idiot being so afraid of that or whatever. And it ended up being perfectly fine, besides the fact that I had wet pants and underwear because I beat them. So, yeah. Uh, so we didn't end up getting caught or whatever, you know. I went home and changed my pants and, and good times ensued basically. But it actually ties into another even stupider uh, situation. So this is kind of how these two tie together and you'll understand it by the end. But there was another night where I decided that I wanted to sneak out and, and uh, go drink with my friend, right? Very similar kind of situation. Uh, this time I was living with my mom in a second story apartment. And what I very regularly did in this second story apartment is I would slide my window open and I would jump out from the second story into the grass down there so I could lock my door because she allowed me to lock my door, you know, which we have the policy against, you know, now 
because you never know what's going on behind there. Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, I would lock my door and then jump out my window so that I could take off on weekdays, which I think it was, you know, and not get in trouble, obviously. So I'm pretty sure, again, it was already, you know, probably close to past curfew or already past curfew. And I jump out this window and I go and meet up with my friend Ron. And right away we have this intention of drinking, but neither one of us have any money or any way of procuring alcohol whatsoever. So what genius plan do we come up with? Ah, we'll just go to the store and I'll just steal some. Yeah, because I'm super cool, you know? I'm this cool, like, rebel hoodlum or whatever. So we go to the store and I end up stealing from this store uh, a bottle of caffeine pills, which I may have already had. I may have shoplifted them before that. I don't remember exactly. But for whatever reason, I, we wanted to stay up late or whatever, so I stole these caffeine pills called No-Dos. And then I also stole a fifth of wild turkey. And you may be asking yourself, why would you steal wild turkey whiskey of anything? I will tell you exactly why. It's because it was on a display in the center of the store, very close to the exit, and I was very afraid that I was going to get caught stealing it. So I walked straight into the store, straight up to that display, grabbed the bottle, slid it up my sleeve. I was wearing a long sleeve shirt at the time, and that was like my go-to way of shoplifting, was literally just holding it in my hand and walking out the store with it. Um, and yeah, so I slid up my sleeve and just walked out the door and nobody stopped me because it was the middle of the night and those people get paid like minimum wage or maybe a little bit higher than that. They just didn't like care enough. We didn't, we weren't in the store long enough to get, you know, seen by loss prevention or what have you. And we head back to my friend's uh, apartment where, you know, obviously lives with his parents because he is also a kid like me, a teenager. So we go into his room, we take a whole bunch of the no-dos, because we don't want to fall asleep, you know, that'd be dumb. So we take a whole bunch of these caffeine pills, which is stupid, obviously. And then we come up with the dumbest game that anyone could ever come up with that I can possibly think of. We decide, let's see who can drink straight out of the bottle for the longest, like just chugging this bottle of liquor as a teenager with a tiny, frail body, because we both were very small, very skinny. Like, we are tall people, but, you know, we were pretty thin, so obviously we're not hefty. We can't take a whole lot of liquor. You know, we're dumb and didn't know that about ourselves, obviously. So I remember we would count, like, up to 20 seconds just chugging it or whatever, and not surprisingly, that bottle was gone within a couple of minutes. We drank the entire thing just going back and forth chugging it because we were stupid, and... I will tell you guys, this is how quickly it just kind of smashed into my body um, because of how much sheer amount of alcohol we put into our body at once. Uh, I pretty much immediately blacked out. So I will tell you the rest of this story is being filled in from what other people told me about that night. So this is what Ron told me. He told me just we just got done finishing the bottle and... He pretty much immediately puked all over my lap. Just started throwing up all over my lap. And I'm already blacked out. I don't remember any of this. And he, he's like, and he said that I wasn't like mad that I threw up on him or anything. I just was like, dude, you need to take a shower. That was my genius plan because I'd remembered that my friend Victor took a shower when he was throwing up and he said it was so great because all of his puke just went down the drain and he could just lay in there and vomit until he felt better. So I was just like, oh, you should go get in the shower. So he goes and he gets inside the shower and he, he's throwing up inside the shower or whatever. And apparently he plugged up the toilet with his puke and then passed out. So he's passed out inside this tub with the tub plugged up by his vomit and the tub starts overflowing. And I don't know what I'm doing at this time because, like I said, I blacked out. This is all being filled in by other people. But apparently what happened was is it started literally overflowing the tub where it was flowing underneath the door and it woke up his parents because there was like, they could hear water running and sloshing everywhere. So his parents end up having to break open the bathroom, and they grab him out of this tub, butt naked, 
and like wrap them in a shower curtain or something like that. And they're basically trying to piece together what happens. So they see an empty bottle, they see him vomit in, in the tub or whatever. Like they, they pretty much come to the understanding that um, we had drank an entire bottle of alcohol. So they go ahead and they call an ambulance to come and get us, right? Great. And apparently, I was not on board for that. They had said, we called an ambulance, we're going to take you guys to the hospital, we probably need to get your stomach pumped or whatever. And I'm just like, no, I'm just going to go home. Like, I didn't want to get in trouble so badly that I was just like, no, I'm just going to go. And they were like, no, we're not going to let you leave. We already called your parents. We already called the uh, ambulance. You're going to the hospital. So basically, they were chasing me around their house. And that's when I started vomiting as well. So literally, they were chasing me as I was vomiting all over their house. So like circling around their table, just like comical chasing after me. And they finally get a hold of me and they're like dragging me out and by that time, apparently, like, the ambulances showed up. And <clears throat> the way most, like, apartment complexes are and everywhere, basically, in Arizona, it's either dirt or it's rocks, you know, or maybe some kind of vegetation that can grow in the desert, which isn't very many of them, you know, cactuses, things like that. So they were, like, trying to drag me into this ambulance and I was like, no, I'm going to go home. And I start, like, walking away and I go into these river rocks and I start, they start slipping around underneath me and I stumble and fall and kind of into these river rocks like face first or whatever, which I don't think I hurt myself or anything that I recall. But that's when they were able to like grab me and throw me into the back of the ambulance because I fumbled my escape drunkenly over river rocks. And <clears throat> they take us both to the hospital. And this is when... Uh, this is when kind of like my brain kind of kicks back on, you know, I wake up, right? So I obviously passed out at some point. I wake up and I open my eyes and right when I open my eyes, I see my dad sitting there and my dad was kind of the voice of authority in, in my life, you know, my childhood or whatever. Cause my mom was kind of a, a pushover in a lot of ways. She let me get away with a lot more than he did. And actually at that time I was living with my mom because I had ran away at some point and refused to come back unless he let me live with my mom because she wasn't mean like him or whatever stupid kind of logic that I had, which unfortunately they gave into, you know, and let me do what I wanted to do. So who knows what would have actually been better for me. It's whatever. But yeah, I saw him and I was like, nope, don't want to deal with this. So I closed my eyes again and decided to just continue like pretending that I was uh, asleep or whatever while my dad was sitting there. My dad was talking to my mom and he was like lecturing her or whatever because they aren't together anymore. Obviously that's why they were in separate houses and separate places for me to live or whatever but he was like, you need to give him more restrictions, you need to not allow him to do so much, blah blah blah, whatever he was saying which I'm sure was probably something very similar to that. And then I hear from a couple beds over Ron wake up and apparently Ron Yes, he had passed out in the shower, but apparently he had passed out before vomiting up all of the liquor that he had in his in his stomach. I had vomited all of it up all over his parents' house while they were chasing me around and trying to get me into an ambulance. So they didn't end up actually having to, to pump my stomach, but they pumped his stomach. And when they pump your stomach and you're passed out and everything, there's a good chance they're going to put an IV in you, they're going to put a catheter in you and everything. And he woke up still super drunk and out of it. So he wakes up and he starts screaming. He was like, where am I? What's this thing in my dick? And he reaches down and grabs the catheter and starts yanking on it. And you know, the nurses and everything around him, they were like, no, that's a catheter. What do you, no, don't do that. And if you know anything about catheters, they're very painful to put in and also very painful to take out because that narrow, you know, passageway of your urethra, you know, your penis, is, yeah, it's narrow and sensitive. It's one of the most sensitive parts of the body, I would assume, at least, you know, for the inside of the passageway there. And he's just sitting there yanking on the cord and being like, ow, ow, just hurting himself. And I think he like tried to pull the IV out as well and they had to like hold him down or something because he was so trashed and everything. 
And again, I'm just pretending to be asleep while all of this happens so that my dad will go away. And the funny thing was, is yeah, eventually he did walk away. He was like, all right, well, I'm going back home or whatever. And he took off and left my mom there with me. And that's when I woke up and was like, oh, mom, I'm so sorry. It was a big mistake. I shouldn't have done it. She's like, where did you get the alcohol? And I probably made up something like, oh, my friend gave it to me. I don't remember those details of it. But basically, I remember being like thinking to myself, like, is there a cop here? As soon as I get dressed, am I going to get booked and arrested? What's going on exactly? And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think either of us received any consequences. We didn't get any consequences for stealing the liquor, stealing the pills, drinking underage, whatever. Like, I don't remember receiving any consequences for that particular occurrence. They just were like, lesson learned. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, so, you know, white privilege. It works. Works in my favor. Works in Ron's favor. He's technically white. I think he's like a quarter Spanish or something like that. But he's he's enough white for me to say white privilege, I think. So yeah, that was the story of me peeing my pants and then using the experience of peeing my pants to end up plugging up a toilet and getting both of us sent to the hospital to get our stomachs pumped, which I didn't end up needing to get my stomach pumped. So yeah, so it's a fun adventure. I hope that we all learned something. Uh, I I will preface it with this. Uh, Don't drink underage unless you feel like it. I mean, don't. Uh, Don't steal things unless you want something and you don't have the money for it. I mean, actually, don't steal things. It's bad. And, uh, yeah, don't chug an entire bottle of alcohol all at once because, I mean, yeah, unless you are, like, 100% pure-blooded Irish Uh, you know, and you weigh a lot and you're just a thug and a half, you know, you're probably not going to be okay. It's it's probably going to turn out badly. Especially if you mix it with caffeine pills. But luckily we probably puked all those up before they were able to freaking get us all wired for no particular reason. But yeah, that is the end of that story. Um, I did want to thank you guys so much for going on this journey with me to the store, to the gas station, and to Memory Lane. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I hope you come back and listen again. Uh, But until next time, just remember, above all else, just be you.